suspend your disbelief, your rational, analytical mind, just for a minute, just for the length of this podcast. What if all I'm about to tell you is the truth? What if the information you will be provided is from a divine source? Just for this time, I am your Axis Mundi. Consider this podcast your channel, your second opinion. When I do a reading, something larger than myself is working through me. So ask what you wish. This is your channel, your doorway to the divine. Welcome to John's Tarot Podcast. This week, we're going to take a, do a little murder investigation into the Heidi Plank case. Let me do this little disclaimer first. I'm not a professional detective. I do these podcasts for entertainment and information. I should entertain and, in, and inform. Also, I've been given a certain ability, and with that certain ability comes certain responsibility. Uh, those responsibilities are uh, to feed where there is hunger, to bring solace where there is pain, and justice where there is injustice. And that is some my goal of this podcast. Also, this podcast is a bit of my, oh, I've said it before, my, my resume, uh, a, a documentation of the things I can do. In the past, we looked at the we looked at other cases where I had some moderate success. So let's let's take a look at this case and see what we come up come up with. This is the Heidi Plank murder case. So this case begins with thirty nine year old Heidi Plank, who was working as a Comptroller, C CFO, fin Chief Financial Officer for a business called Camden Capital Partners. She was last seen October 17th, where she left a, when she left a football game that her son was at and has not been seen since. Camden Financial Partners is run by this gentleman. Steve Sugarman. Uh, Mr. Sugarman is currently having some problems, some legal problems, and is under indictment for uh, for embezzlement fraud. Uh, he he moved some. I think they are Indian bonds through his company and siphoned off like nine million dollars, or closer to forty three million dollars. Poor Mr. Sugarman gotten involved with this gentleman here. Mr. Mr. I think it's John Glanis or Jason Glanis. Jason Glanis is a well-known con man. Somehow he hooked up with the Sugarman brothers. Uh, his brother Steve Sugarman had problems with Mr. Glanis when involved with the California bank. And it was a bit of a scandal there in which Mr. Sugarman was exonerated of all, all wrongdoings. And then somehow this guy Glanis got into his brother, and currently, and currently, Mr. Glanis doing time. He was convicted for uh, he's an embezzlement and fraud, and currently he's doing 15 years in jail. 
lot of issues in this case. One of the issues is a week after she turned up missing, that her husband, her ex-husband, uh, somehow ended up with her cell phone and her all, the, all her calls and her laptop and did not return these things over to authorities for about a week after the time she was missing. Another issue is that this lady, when she turned up missing, Heidi turned up missing, her dog turned up on the 28th floor of this apartment building all by herself. The dog was all by herself. And that, that is a mystery in this case. Heidi also had a boyfriend who, who I'm not quite sure how he is involved in this case. However, this is the last picture of Heidi when she was uh, out in front of the apartment building. Also an issue in regards to this case is the apartment building is, has very secure, four levels of security. And they did not want to release any videotapes of what was going on with that apartment building, who went in, who went out, which the police definitely needed because the dog was found on the 28th floor of this building. So I felt that it was important for me to ask three questions. The first question is, did Heidi know her abductor? And I did a yes and no question on that. And this is the answer I got. That, uh, no, she did not know the person who abducted her. The second question I asked, I asked was, it was well known that Heidi was fearful of something, of what we don't know. So what was Heidi afraid of? Well, we see that Heidi here in a five-card draw, uh, she was a highly successful, highly driven person, as you can see with the chariot. And that she was moving forward in her career and uh, the things she was doing in her life. But uh, obstacles, she had an epiphany. Some kind of knowledge came to her awareness that things weren't quite what she thought they were going to be. And things were never going to be the same as a result of this epiphany. In the past, we see Heidi working to build a career. We see the three of pentacles. We see her building her career help building the business. Uh, she really felt that she had a place uh, in this business as she was moving forward. As she was moving forward, she felt she was moving forward and doing well in this business and moving forward in her career. The third card is the moon. Or the What expected Heidi was, what was she was afraid of. She was afraid of not having any footing, not knowing as a result of this information she had gathered not knowing where she was going, not knowing where the next step in her career was leading her. Now, she was, so, she was suddenly lost and unsure of her, of her future. And then we see unexpected aid or what to expect. Heidi was a person of special skills and abilities. Uh, we see what the Six of Swords, ability to help people, but she was also uh, knew where all the bodies were buried in this in this. Camden Capital Partners and all the money that was shifting in and out. She knew where it was going. She knew where it was coming from and it made her a prime target. And then my third question was this week information was, was revealed that they had finally obtained the information from the apartment building. 
they had finally obtained the videotapes. And my third question was, what did they see in the videotapes? And what I have here is the Ace of Cups, the Temperance card, and the Seven of Cups. And what I interpret that, what did they see in these videotapes? How I interpret that is, Heidi was definitely set up. She had a friend, and this friend had, oh, developed a relationship uh, with her and regarding, said, the temperance card. So she, this friend had, was a, kind of groomed her in this relationship. And now this friend is taken off. And they, they've left. This person has left now that Heidi's disappeared. Now, how I kind of put all this together is this friend was there under an assumed identity and had cultivated this relationship with Heidi. Heidi thought this person was somebody, but they were actually somebody else. They were there under a false pretenses, had a false identity. Heidi really didn't know who this person was who had cultivated this relationship with her. This person, I believe, called Heidi from the football game. Heidi left the, uh, under some false pretenses, like, this is what you've been waiting for, Heidi. Oh, you've got to see this. I need your help, Heidi, right away. And lured Heidi away from the football game. At that point, the third person who abducted her, who she did not know, abducted Heidi. This, first, this person who was there under false pretenses, helped lure, lure Heidi, had then, had then had possession of the dog. Who was the dog who was found? Oh, there's a dog. The dog who was found on the 28th floor of this apartment building. So that was that's what I believe what was found. Uh, I do not think the Sugarman brothers had anything to do with her disappearance. Uh, there's, a, there's a third party somewhere involved in this. And I think, well, who was the master player? The master chess piece mover. And I think that is the person who was involved in, in developing this whole thing with the uh, uh, forming a relationship with Heidi, grooming a relationship, third person doing the, dirt, the dirty work, and then this groomed relationship under an assumed identity was in this apartment building, and they took possession of the dog, and that's what the dog was doing on the 28th floor of this apartment building. Okay. Stop sharing. If I am close on any of this information I've provided you, the authorities are free to contact me. They can contact me through my webpage. But I, I don't know anything about these people. All I know is what I have gleaned from the tarot cards. I'm going to talk a little bit about perspective. Uh, on the ambulance, it's not that fabulous a job. It's not even considered a high-end job. And I work with a lot of young guys, EMTs. And one time we were up in L.A., that was late at night, and I was at a nationally syndicated hospital, and this uh, homeless person come up to us, and he tells us, hey, ambulance, you got any money? Because from his perspective, man, we were high rollers. We had a nice car to drive around, and then 
a nice ambulance to drive around in. We had clean uniforms. We had clean shoes, food to eat. We were high rollers. I'm telling you, from the EMT's point of view, this is not a glamorous job. It doesn't pay well, and they have to work hard. But from this homeless person's point of view, we were high rollers. It's a matter of perspective. And then another time, I was uh, leaving a hospital. It was late at night. I had all the gear with me. And uh, my car was in a parking structure. And this young guy came up to me, and he was apparently watching the parking structure. He was an employee there was guarding in the, the parking structure. He was an employee there, and he was guarding the parking structure. And he asked me, he says, how do I get to be an EMT? How do I get to drive one of those ambulances? I, I said, well, I, and I gave him information on how we can do that. And a lot of it, uh, you can do it. The education we talked about in an earlier video with Mr. Camacho, it's not expensive. And uh, usually this EMT job is looked at as a stepping stone onto something else. And, uh, and I, I kind of told the guy, because this isn't really a high-end job. He goes, I don't care. He goes, I just want to be something. So from his perspective, ambulance work was fabulous, you know, exciting, and doing something. I gave him a little direction on how to find that. So no matter where you find yourself today, it's a matter of perspective. Uh, I've known this for a long time. You know, where you're staying, your position, it could be a palace or a prison, depending upon your perspective. Um, you know, be grateful for the things you have today. If you have a food to eat, car to drive, a roof over your head. From many people's perspective, you're doing great. So, for this week, we're going to cut this one short, and I hope you enjoyed my little video this week. It was tried with a, a new camera, and I had some problems with it along the way, but I'll see what I could uh, edit out of it. I'm usually I'm using the cheapest gear you can possibly have and the cheapest software you can use. And hopefully I'm putting out a quality product that you all enjoy. So for this week, I return you now to your normal consciousness, to your normal analytical mind. You could take the blue pill and wake up in your own bed and believe whatever it is you want to believe. Or you could take the red pill I will see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Okay, that's all for this week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.